North South Connection podcast listeners. It is Tim and Marcus from Viewer's Choice here with our For Your Consideration for the greatest WWE wrestler ever list. Of course, if you know what we do, we can't just make things easy. We can't just make it simple and, and be talking heads about stuff. We got to gamify things. Anything less? Would be too civilized. <laughs> um, so Marcus and I are going to provide you over the next two shows of ours the fastest 30 minutes in podcasting. We are going to play their traditional Price is Right game high-low. But we are going to take a, a list of about 150 WWE superstars, put them in a list randomizer, pull them out one at a time. We're going to set the clock for 30 minutes. And as many as we can get to in that time frame, we're going to cover. But what are we? what's the high-low bar? The high-low bar, number 50. We'll pull a name out and we'll we will discuss between each other what makes them above 50, what makes them below 50. Are they number 50? Like time will tell, everything will be there. Uh before we get started, Marcus, uh co-star of the WWE War podcast here on the North South Connection. How are you, my good friend? I'm doing great, man. I'm excited to uh try this new venture with you uh we are especially you are much more of a creative mind than i am so uh i'm, I'm looking forward to uh doing this with you the more and more you say it the more and more people are going to believe you and then the more and more trouble i will be in when they realize you don't that the person doing. behind <laughs> the the curtain is really some just jamoke and not this big wizard that is up in the sky just pay no attention to the man behind the curtain. So with all of that said, I'm going to start the timer. When you hear my iPhone cut off, not a sponsor. When you hear my iPhone cut off after 30 minutes. We didn't get that sponsorship. We did not get the Apple Dang. sponsorship. Uh, I sent the paperwork into a Steve Jobs and I haven't heard from him in a while. Man. So I was I wasn't sure I may have I may have the wrong address. I may be barking up the wrong tree. Shyster. over at apple um but either way once the timer is off we are done talking about it for this episode and in two weeks here on the north south connection you'll catch us with the second fastest 30 minutes in podcasting as we hit it again picking the list up from where we left off and covering as many as we can marcus are you ready i'm ready to fly i said are you ready to ignite the spark that lights the flame of the towering inferno. Yes, I'm That ready. is the GWWE 100, according to the Quadipods. Ready? Three, two, one. And our first name on the randomized list is the gold standard, the blue chipper, Mr. Shelton Benjamin. Um, offhand... I I really have to think that he is he is low he's below he's low five he's underneath the five the fifty bar, but I believe he is in the one hundred. Okay, uh, I'm struggling with Shelton. I love Shelton Benjamin. Um, he is just like a victim of 
just a lot of new talent, especially with like the NXT people that like I think should be considered for the list. Some of them, not all of them. Right. Um, Shelton is in like my pack of like the first five off right now. And I think that like if I work through it some more, uh, we still have a couple months left. Uh, he could like easily end back up in the list for me. But. Right. And now for the, I know this is going to eat into our 30 minutes, but we need to tell you the criteria in which the 500, the top 100 is based off of. It is the NJPW scale of nuance, jump up ability, or, or jump up moments, uh, as well as promo work and work rate. Mm-hmm. So I, if you take all of that into consideration, I think Shelton's got like two and a half of the four. Right. Yep. He has a lot of work rate. He has very memorable jump up moments. Right. Um, there like, is some nuance to him because of a guy his size. He does some absolutely remarkable things that are beyond just like traditional work rate stuff. But he's always been knocked as a promo guy. Yeah. Always been knocked as a promo guy. He doesn't have any like standalone um, moments outside of the two week program with Triple H on Raw. Everything else is very heavy in like Money in the Bank matches, uh, a couple Royal Rumble spots. Other than that, like, you know, uh, granted, he is the blueprint, um, the gold standard, if you will, for. Um, being in that spot in a multi-person match, right? Like in the Money in the Bank match, somebody always wants to be Shelton. Um, so like, man, maybe that should weigh a little something extra. Um, again, like he's he's right on the cusp of the list. Um, I've had him on, I've had him off. He'll probably make it back on. He'll probably be back off. And I would guess that he's going to end up cracking the top 100 for me when it's all said and done. I think another thing that really can kind of detract him from this is kind of what you said of like him being the blueprint, but because he is the blueprint, he kind of set the pace for these memorable Royal Rumble moments of near elimination, setting the the bar for these big money in the bank match moments. But his tenure away from the WWE left the door open for Kofi Kingston to slide in and take the Shelton spot from the rumble from money in the banks and making it his now. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people who think of, Oh, who was the guy who did the cool money in the bank stuff? Or who was the guy who did the cool Royal rumble stuff? The transference of power shifts from Shelton to Kofi. Yeah. And it's like the first person to throw a knuckleball versus the last person to throw a knuckleball. Nobody really cares about who the first guy was, but everybody knows Tim Wakefield. You know right. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, um, moving along, number two on the list, the Samoan Bulldozer Umanga. Umanga. Uh, Umanga is not too far behind Shelton Benjamin right now. I have him just barely off the list um but his his run from his debut right after WrestleMania 22 and it goes further than i remember like 
he he's going pretty strong up until almost like WrestleMania 24. So he's got a good two years there of being a consistent main eventer slash upper mid Carter. He's got the series of matches with Jeff Hardy. Those are great. He's a crucial part to WrestleMania 23 success, which is still one of the most successful pay-per-views that they've ever done and did absolutely huge business at the time. He has the all-time match with Cena at the Rumble. Uh, he was a great character at a time where characters were becoming less and less. And they found a way to do the, for better or worse, the stereotypical Samoan Savage gimmick. They found a way to do that in the mid-2000s. And I think that took a lot of originality and ability to be able to pull off. A, a big a big help for that is the partnership of Umaga with Armando Alejandro Estrada. Um, you cannot take away from the package of Umaga without Armando mm -hmm. being considered. Um, a ton of great nuance for Umaga, even if you are also pulling back the curtain and including the work as Jamal from Three Minute Warning. Mm. Um, he was a really fantastic big man or not to say that this is going to sound like it's a slight, but also he is your typical wrestling Samoan really big, really athletic, really good. Don't mm -hmm. understand it. It's in the blood. <laughs> like, like there's a reason why they call it the bloodline. Cause everybody knows how to work and everybody's really good. Um, unfortunately gone too soon. Um, to me, I think that just from the lack of staying power that Umaga had with the WWE, I think that's going to take him just outside. It's He's definitely below 50, and I think it's going to put him outside of the list for me just because we didn't get enough on the bone. And to me, longevity, longevity does count right. quite a bit for where things are i would rather take somebody who can be hot for longer later than somebody who is a supernova who burns out burns bright burns quick and nobody can touch him rock and roll hall of famer exactly exactly um number three is a wonder of the world um it is andre the french giant oh um I had trouble ranking Andre the French Giant, but he is above the 50 mark for me so far. I think just from a historical standpoint, I think his nuance just carries everything about him. Mm -hmm. There is something, there is still something to be said that Andre the Giant is still one of the more recognizable and re most recognizable wrestlers of all time. People who don't even watch wrestling know who Andre the Giant is. Um, that went a long way in the WWF in the early days um, before there was ever a WrestleMania 23 in Detroit. There was a WrestleMania 3 in Detroit and we got, or sorry, Pontiac and uh, we got Hogan and Andre. That match alone can carry the weight mm -hmm. of the majority of Andre's um, believability being a top 50 WWE wrestler of all time. Um, 
I don't know if he's a top 25 for me personally. I think that if it were, it would really hover in that he would hover around that 25 ranking when it all comes, when it all settles down just because I don't want to, when you make a list like this, there's like two trains of thought. You either have, you look at things with rose colored nostalgia glasses where things that happened earlier in the history of WWE are way more because of, legacy type things mm-hmm. or you have recency bias where you recognize how hot things are right now and recognize that it's just like when you compare and contrast like athletes today mm-hmm. like you could take any and you could take most nba players today and put them in like an older version of the nba and they find a way to succeed right with the rules change but I don't know how well it would be like the opposite way. Right. Like how many, how many bench players from the, from the NBA and like the eighties could transfer to a starting lineup on the 2022 season. Right. You know what I mean? And that's kind of where it's really a balance for me. Um, but you have to give credit where credit is due. Andre, the giant tons of nuance. Um, just being a presence and like looking the part of a wrestler, especially in Vince Jr.'s era of cartoon wrestling. Right. The true final boss of, of that era. <laughs> exactly. Um, tons of moments for him too. a lot of jump up ability from WrestleMania one that was covered on Cronoso, um, the WWF and NFL battle Royal at That's WrestleMania two. Even the stuff in the later part of Andre's WWF tenure with like the fear of God being put in him with Jake the Snake and the stuff with him trying to get Warrior over the edge and after working with Hogan and, and taking a, taking time to be with Savage and with Warrior and it, it really does go a long way. Um, next up on the list, fourth, it is the Swiss Superman Ooh. Cesaro. Cesaro for me right now is on my list. He is below the 50 mark. Okay. I can I can also agree. I think he's close to 50. Okay. Yeah. I think he's around there. Um, one thing that's really gonna hurt Cesaro for me is just his his whether it is his fault or not his inability to break into the main event. Yeah. And by the time they finally went to it this time last year, it felt like they had waited too long. Um, Cesaro is a guy who had been on TV at that point for the better part of the last decade. Right. Um, You know, when they did give him, uh, you know, some of those jump up factors that we're looking for, because the matches are always there. Like, if anybody ch- checks the match column um, for this, it's Cesaro. His matches are incredible, whether you're looking at his TV work, you're looking at his pay-per-view matches. Uh, he has really high-quality work. Uh, he's very versatile. You could put him uh, in any style of matchup. Uh, he's been great in Elimination Chambers. He's been great in Rumbles, Battle Royals, uh, six-man tag matches, regular 
singles matches. He's one. He might be the best single tag team worker that they've had in the company. Um, I mean, you I could would even, say he's, you could even go outside. You could go outside of WWE for that yeah. too. Like, yeah, I would say he's the best tag worker of all time. Uh, if we're just talking about individuals, no disrespect to Arn Anderson. Um, you know, I always thought he was a good promo considering that he speaks five different languages fluidly. Um, I never got, um, you know, the bump on him or the knock on him because of the accent. Um, I always thought he did good on good enough on promos to where it doesn't detract. Um, yeah, he's just he's just missing, I think, those, um, you know, when we're looking at a list and getting into that top 50, he's missing um, the true the true meat on the bone, the the top, the center cut sirloin. You know, he's missing the really, really top line stuff that's going to push him over that 50 mark for me. Um, right. You know, like stuff that involves the world title, uh, main events of WrestleMania, you know, that's missing. He was a, you know, should have been there. Absolutely. My opinion, but the way that they utilized him, he was a mid Carter, great tag team guy who could potentially break into the main event pitcher and never really did until it was too late the last year. I think he's. I think he's a very solid case of the, just the WWE not necessarily quite knowing exactly what to do with him. That you know, sometimes being a good hand is a punishment. Yep. Because you can do anything and you can be anywhere, which means there's a lot more value in you not being at the top right. because you can be everywhere else. Right. Helping other people look good. Yeah. Correct. And also like. In, in regards to his look, he looks like a traditional Bond villain, but he has so much charisma and he's so good in the ring that people can't necessarily boo him and just people naturally get behind him. So it's like when it's it's the optics of something versus like like looking at looking at someone and then looking at what they do. And there is there can be a disconnect from there. He reminds me in a weird way of Bret Hart, where until you get him in, he's not going to give a great babyface promo. It's his work has to speak for itself. And then the promo and the character stuff follows after that. Like once you become attached to that kind of quiet charisma uh, that they possess and the in-ring work, then all the other stuff follows. And I think they missed the ball with that by trying to force feed him in as a heel first um and just trying different things out with him like um they just didn't see him as a baby face i think right and that's that's tough uh next up in the fastest 30 minutes we have the game Ooh. the cerebral assassin the king of Ga- kings triple h game burger um guaranteed top 50 easy okay. top 50 agreed uh, um it really depends upon and I've said this, I've said this multiple times before. Um, it's um, what what I've said multiple times is I feel like the the legacy of Triple H is going to be better smiled on him for his his accomplishments outside of the ring mm. as the creator of NXT as. The person who kind of was at one point we referred to him as the fixer of mm-hmm. all of Vince's wrongdoings. Yep. Um, 
making amends with the the warriors, making amends with San Martino's. The, yeah, like Triple H was so valuable after his in ring time, his full time in ring time, um, with everything he did. Um, I think that Triple H tried his best at the tail end of his career to kind of pay it forward and give back to a lot of stars um, in a time period before in which he really took away from younger stars. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, the game <laughs> he, gives he's the meme with the hot dog. Like we're all looking for the person who did this, right? Like it's like, you, you are the one who got us to this point where we're like dying for new stars because you kept cutting people off. Right. Um, I don't feel personally for me, I don't feel that triple H is, and I share this sentiment with a couple other people that are friends of ours and other podcasting networks and podcasting circles. I don't feel that triple H is that important to the attitude era Mm -hmm. as people give him credit for. Um, there's a lot of revisionist history that smiles on triple H because he was the guy that stuck around. Right. He was the last, he was the last bastion. And while people came and went, Triple H was there. And then Triple H by transference of, of, uh, like transference of whatever, like history, you just Mandela effect Triple H into all of these wonderful positions when it really took everybody kind of being gone for Triple H to even be recognized as a top guy. And that was in 2000 by the time the attitude era was pretty much all but over like. Yeah. And we covered this on war, but triple H is like, he reminds me of a a prospect for baseball who like they give him like 1500 major league at bats before they like finally like start to like, I don't say cut bait, but like they give him so many gimmicks and opportunities. There's that word again. Uh, they throw so many things at the wall just to try to get something to stick with him. And then he just keeps going over the rock uh, all throughout 1999 and into 2000. Um, but eventually, like, we covered it on Final Wrestling Place with uh, the wedding of Triple H and Stephanie, um, the first one, that, like, that was finally the thing that got him to stick. So he has plenty of moments. He has matches, um, you know, definitely – but like how much of that is just because of the longevity, which in this case, it works for his case of being top 50. Um, so for me, he's top 50, but not by much. Yeah, I think it, it'd be distasteful to not put him in the top 50. Um, Triple H will always be somebody who's a good who who is a ring general, but it means that like he's he's never going to have a bad match, but it's not always that he has a great match. Yes. And he, the, man, so like I have him ranked very closely with somebody else. So I feel about this, this, they have the ability, him and his buddy have the ability to have these great matches. Uh, and they have all this knowledge, but they go out there and they usually deliver something else, which seems to be self-serving towards their own purpose. Um, way past the expiration point where they should be doing those sort of things. Correct. Um, oddly enough, all this list is very randomized, but next up on our list is a Triple H project. He is the architect. He is oh. the visionary, the drip god. What is he? Seth freaking Rollins. He is wrestling. He, excuse me. He is WWE's version of Mugatu. Seth Rollins 
Man, I so really he's gonna put a hit out on the him. prime minister of Malaysia. Is that what he's gonna do? <laughs> it's in the computer. I I have Seth Rollins below our fifty mark. Okay. Um, and he is somebody, and I believe Aaron. I got to give Aaron credit for this. Um, but like I look at him and point to the fact that like here is one of the best athletes that they've ever had inside the ring. He can do absolutely anything. He's super versatile. He has. He has plenty of moments because they're he's somebody they've built the company around. I think um, since really his debut in 2012. Uh, so he has plenty of moments. He's had plenty of opportunities. He has plenty of matches. He has the longevity. Um, you know, he really has been a other than uh, his knee injury during his title reign in was that 14 uh, mm-hmm. or yeah. Uh, other than that, like he has been super consistent. Um, you can move him anywhere on the card. The last couple of years, he's been in a spot of like giving back, which I thought was a pretty good spot for him now. Uh, working with Cesaro, working with, uh, you know, your boy Cody. I felt like that's a pretty good use of Seth Rollins, but, uh, just judging off the formula, I think it matters. Like you said, favoring nostalgia over current stuff, recency bias, he definitely has high quality stuff for me that lands him um, the upper half of the lower end of 50. See, to me, if I have Cesaro hovering around that 50, Seth Rollins gives me everything that Cesaro does, plus has the main event run. Mm. He has more significant jump up moments than almost anybody on the list. Mm-hmm. considering that he has the jump up moment of all jump up moments in the history of jump up moments with the cashing in of the money in the bank at WrestleMania mm-hmm. will never happen again and won't happen to the same magnitude again. Um, nuance wise, maybe not so much, but sure. with the jump up moments of him cashing in the, 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 the breaking of the shield, um, even his stuff. Now, I think to a certain degree, the nuance of this new character being a Pied Piper type character, Mugatu, if you will, there's a lot there. And then his in-ring work, he can go out there with anybody and put on an above-average match, above replacement with sure. anybody, and like, like just across the board. Going back to his run, which I guess would have been around the time that the first version of this list came out in 2017, like that stuff with the Intercontinental title. Uh, which I guess would have been 2018. Man, like he was on fire with um, stuff with him and Finn and the Miz and Miz, yeah, all that stuff and um, the Gauntlet on Raw. That was an incredible f- performance, and yeah, Rollins was going out on Raw and having bangers, which led to the Burn It Down Man and uh, him beating Brock. Like in 19, like he was a one of the better baby faces that they had. And then of course you get <laughs> stuff that might take away from uh his case uh the stuff with the fiend and like that kind of shot him in the foot and it really took on until recent uh to kind of build him back up um even though he is somewhat bulletproof um you know kind of get the stank of that that program off of him so drip god seth rollins is a uh, lower end of 50 for me works for me uh, moving to a guy who I'm not sure quite sure how to grade him is uh, a second generation superstar the 
uh, father of his boy Randy. Uh, it is Cowboy Bob Orton, the ace, the ace cowboy. Oh, the ace cowboy Bob Orton. What an incredible worker. He A is the W. He is the W in the NJPW scale. Like the phrase natural gets thrown around way too much. Mm-hmm. But honestly, you can go and watch him and he makes wrestling look way too easy in the time period that he wrestles in. I mean, yeah, I mean, watch effortless. Him. Right. And in WWE, like he's already towards the end of his prime, I think, for a lot of his his stuff there, like with Piper and with Morocco. But like for for what is there like, again, the W, the work rate, he's so good Um, wrestling classic. Like he he manages to have a good match on what's one of the like all time worst shows that they've ever done. Um, He has a really fine opener at WrestleMania three, getting that show started off with the Can-Am connection, teaming with Morocco. He's always there with Piper during the height of the rock and wrestling stuff uh, as Piper's bodyguard. Uh, he's a big part of the angle that, you know, that beats down Piper and switches over to Adonis for a little bit. So I I love the Ace Cowboy. He is below 50 for me. Um, in fact, he's hovering, like, just being on the list. But for me, like, as I still waver as who's going to make the list, who's not, and, like, those top 10, uh, the bottom 10 spots – um, you know, 90 through 100. Cowboy Bob for me is a lock. Like, I got to have him on. I feel like you do have to have him on, um, especially since he is, at least in pictures and in the history books, he will always be associated with the rock and wrestling connection to the start of WrestleMania. Um, being the second to the hottest heel in the business mm-hmm. and Roddy Piper at that time, it really does speak for him in in a great deal. I think bottom half of the list is is absolutely solid for him. I would even say that he has the ability to jump up to like a mid eighty spot. Mm-hmm. But also, it de- I guess it does depend on how much you value. Kind of going back to what I talked about the the nuance of um, the difference between your your legacy bias and your recency bias in being able to juggle between the two. Um, I know we're coming close on time. I'm not looking at the time. I'm not looking at our shot clock, but the next one is a person you just mentioned recently returning to the WWE. He's the son of a son of a plumber. He's the American nightmare. Cody Rhodes. Oh, Cody. Uh, Cody is below 50 for me. I had him hovering on and off the list again. Uh, I think the strength of him is obviously his tag stuff with gold dust they have some great matches with the shield. He's a really good, uh, solid hand and like a glimmer of like what the future is going to be. Um, in like the early tens, he brings back the classic white strap intercontinental title. I think that's a huge jump up moment for him. Mm-hmm. Um, and then stardust, um, it's some good character stuff. Like it helps him. I think, uh, check the character category along with all the dashing stuff. I really like that too. What I'll say about Cody is that I'm very excited to see where Cody ends up when we revisit this list again in five years, Mm. how much more jump up will he have? Because really taking into account his return to the WWE after his six year 
uh, walk absence. through the desert, his <laughs> absence of professional wrestling where he wasn't doing anything anywhere. Uh, you know, just taking a couple of shots of brandy and that being it. Um, you know, Cody, that return at WrestleMania is a massive jump up moment yeah. yep. considering that we got the full Cody package. Yeah. And it really depends on where Cody, what happens with Cody in the next three to six months and how they can leverage the hot start that they got on the return of Cody. Mm-hmm. Now in six months, does he fall back into a, a dashing Cody Rhodes spot? where perennial intercontinental champion, perennial United States champion, a guy who just works all the 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 hot new talent or the the guys who need to get over. Like if that's going to be Cody's spot, I don't think he, he I think he hovers around the 50 spot, maybe a little bit lower. Mm. But if they actually slingshot him and they give him some more memorable moments, they keep teasing this this world title run like if they actually do it and they take it off of the current champion Roman Reigns that's about as good as you can get as a jump up moment considering that like you're never going to touch cashing in at WrestleMania mm-hmm. but beating the unbeatable unstoppable champion double champion Roman Reigns at the height of his powers and could be greatest of all time run as time expires uh Cody is definitely um I think right now he's he's sub 50, but very curious to see where we go moving forward. We got through eight names in 30 minutes. Not so bad if we do say so ourselves. We will be back here in two weeks to cover another 30 minutes worth of topics here uh, for your consideration. And just to give you a little tease, the first name we'll talk about next time we're here in two weeks is the lovely and talented Maurice. Oh, our first woman that we'll be covering on the list. Uh, so we hope to see you back here in two weeks for more on that. Uh, Marcus, where can they listen to you on the North South connection? You can find me along with JT as we do WWE war that comes out every other Friday here on the North South connection. You can also hear me and my co-host here, Tim, right here doing viewer's choice after every major WWE NXT uh, guest for now and AEW premium live event slash pay-per-view. You know, you can't beat it. There's a lot of wonderful content that's on the North South connection at all times. We would love to hear what you guys have for your list of WWE greatest WWE superstars. Um, Be sure to let us know in the Facebook group as well as uh, hit up the JT mailbag. Let us know. Uh, I know that the the considerations will be going all year long and we'll be rounding it out at the end of the year. Um, I know I'm still meticulously plucking away at my, on my list. And this this exercise is rather uh, fun for me to be able to maybe think outside of the box. Marcus, as always, thank you so much for your time your your friendship and your knowledge to the game uh the the love the sport of professional wrestling um and as said we'll be back here in two weeks time for your consideration as we cover another 
fast 30 minutes of WWE superstars and where they list on the greatest WWE superstars ever for the, for the North South connection and the quad pods. We'll see you there. T and N.